Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today I'm having coffee with Suze Ford. Suze is an amazing artist based in Kansas City metro area. Making art is a gift she was given, a deep-seated passion that sings to her soul unlike anything else ever has. Her hope is that her artwork will soften hearts, bring joy, hope, and light to this world. Suze, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you tell us a little bit more about what's been happening in your world? Uh, right now, um, survival mode. Um, so I'm a full-time artist and I have three kids and a new puppy too, actually. Um, and uh, so I'm super busy uh, just maintaining the day-to-day -day like any mom, a wife does. Um, and then, you know, I'm being creative, um, making work and, um, and then handling the business side of what that all entails as well. So right now, um, my focus is, um, I work in different mediums. Oil painting has always been like my, I'd say my first love. So, um, I started oil painting when I was like 15 years old, believe it or not. And, um, so I'm continuing oil painting. And then this last year, last fall, I started working in ceramics and, um, it was just kind of a fun little thing that I've always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to try. And I just kind of one day said, well, why not? I'm going to go for it. And, um, so I just dug into, um, figuring out the ceramic process. So now sort of my two mediums of focus are oil painting and ceramics. First off, I have to say your ceramic line is so fun and so vibrant. Like I have one of your mugs right here. <laughs> just like opening the package and seeing all the layers and like I could stare at this mug and find something new every time. Oh, I that's exciting. Yay. Like, it's like a ball of sunshine Aww. in my hands. And so, and that's the vibe that I get from all of your pieces, from the oil paintings that I've seen, the ceramic lines. How would you describe like your art style? Um, well, it's really evolved over the years. Um, I would, I, you know, my work used to be, I've gone from figurative work to um, more whimsical work. Um, so it's interesting. And when we were talking earlier, telling me about like, you know, um, the messages you would put on top of your photographs and things like that. Um, I used to kind of do that too. I used to write a lot and journal a lot and I would include that in my pieces. And, um, just as my works, if, like, as you evolve with, as a person, I think as an artist, um, you feel the need for your work to evolve too. And I never wanted to get stuck in one place. And as you grow, you want your work to grow as well. And so now my work has gone more in the abstract direction where it's purely abstracted. Um, my work is really color focused. Um, so playing with color, um, color combinations, it's about the physicality of the actual painting process, which is um, very therapeutic for me. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like anything goes at this point with my work. So, um, it's just about expressing what I'm feeling in the moment. And, um, I feel like if 
as I keep growing and developing, I, I'm just excited to see where things go. I just I never see things kind of staying stagnant in one place. And that is so key because the moment that we stay stagnant in anything, that's where our growth is hindered. Mm -hmm. Anything in life and especially in art because you could still, like I could still be taking those pretty landscape photos and putting an inspirational message behind it. But deep down knowing like, this isn't what I'm meant to do anymore. And yeah, we, you're made for more. Right. And you have to continue to evolve. And it's just like, oh, this is great and all, but I need something else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, in the way that the way that the world is right now with like social media, you know, it's really easy to, let's say, especially let's say on TikTok or Instagram, you post something and people really like it and you get great feedback and um, it's easy to get tunneled into something because people are like, oh, but we really love this thing. <laughs> and when you try to branch away from that, sometimes um, you can get some negativity um, because you are changing and people want to see you in this, doing the same thing all the time. And, um, but I think our souls just long for more. Like, I believe we were put here for a purpose. And I think we're just constantly, um, I know I am every day just trying to dig deeper into that purpose. And I don't know, it's like every day I feel like I haven't even like began to reach it. Like, I'm, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much more, but I just don't know what that entails and where that journey is leading me. But, um, but yeah, I completely get it. It's like, there's nothing wrong with your photographs with with um, your messages on them. There was nothing wrong with my work that was whimsical. I enjoyed it and that was my work at the time. Um, but you're just feeling like, okay, but I gotta dig deeper, right? you know? And my voice needs to be heard. Um, and what's that voice supposed to say? And how's it supposed to say it? And who am I supposed to be saying this to? And um, those are the questions that I think, you know, we don't, necessarily have the answers for but we're we're searching and everybody's searching and it's that moment that I feel like we let ourselves go deeper and don't close it off because like it's really easy to close it off and be like okay well this is working and I'm not going to do anymore dig deeper but it's that sort of like tension and soul shifts where you're like okay I really have to pause. I have to focus on me. I have to dig deep. Like, this is what I need to do. Yeah, I know. And it's like, um, I, it's like, sh what should I do and what I must do? It's like, well, I could do all these should things, all these things I should be doing. And a lot of that can be tied to financial, you know, financial rewards, your business is doing well. Why would you change it? Um, you know, if, if, if you're successful, financially then then you know like they say if it's broke don't fix it but but you might be broken you know what I mean like you might you might not be settled and happy in that place and so um yeah I you know it's and especially I mean a lot of times if you have this like thing inside of you that you want to do there'll there'll be naysayers or people that you know don't believe in you but you just you believe in yourself and you just have to, if you, if you don't try, how do you ever know? Exactly. And I've felt too, 
especially as I stepped out and from doing like more event marketing into motivational speaking and a new creative endeavor that the people that have the most judgment against you or like come at you with different things like the naysayers and so forth are the ones that didn't actually go for their dreams. It's true. It's totally true. Yeah. I think, um, I think jealousy can just be, it can be a really evil thing. Um, and it's easy to get jealous. Um, you know, but I, I always tell myself, it's like, first of all, I, I mean, I have friends. In fact, one of my good friends is an artist as well here in Kansas city. He, um, we have this little joke because there was like this thing that I told him about that he should apply for and I was going to apply for it and he totally got it and not only did he get what we were applying for but he knocked it out of the park and he built this amazing relationship through this and whatnot and and it's funny because I'm always like you know what like I need to you just listen to me I'll tell you what to do and then you know and it's like I have all you know I come up with these things and they end up working phenomenally for him and not for me but first of all, I'm elated and so happy for him because he's this amazing human and you just can't help but want to root for him. Um, but at the same time, I just always look at life like that wasn't for me. And there's a reason why it wasn't for me. And there was, there's something else that's meant for me that was meant for him. Um, and I'm glad I could be a, a part to facilitate that in some way. And, um, that always makes you feel good, but yeah, I mean, I just feel like my path is my path and it's, it's not, I don't know if someone else has success in some way, it's not taken away from me. Um, you know, and I think if we get too distracted with what everybody else is doing, uh, then I think it just can have a negative impact on your insecurities or your, you know, um, you know, why me, why is it not working for me, but it's working for them. And, you know, all these things. Um, I've even found it actually be helpful. So I feel like there's trigger people in our lives. Sometimes there's people that trigger you and you're not really sure why. And it's not that it's anything with them, but sometimes you might, um, there might be someone that they, they feel like, it feels like they're doing all the things. Like they won the lottery, like whatever they do, it works they're, I mean, they just can't lose. They're doing all the things. I mean, their life from your point of view, it all looks so perfect and lovely. And I've just found that it might be good to unfollow those people or just hide maybe what they're posting for a while, because I think sometimes it, it can get to you and it can just make you feel bad about yourself. And not that not that you're not happy for that person, you totally can be, but if it's making you feel bad about yourself, maybe it can just distract you and keep your focus away from like where you should be, you know, like just keep your eye on your game sometimes and don't worry what whatever they're doing over here, it looks good and it looks shiny, but you don't know all the layers. Right. Exactly. All the layers. That's yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. And that's, and that's their lane. As you said, like that's their game. That's not yours. 
And I always, you know, I used to do, I used to travel and do shows. Um, I did art fairs and that's really how I sort of really launched my, my business was just kind of jumping into that. And I would apply to a ton of shows and there'd be good shows that I would get into and there'd be good ones that I wouldn't get into. But I always told myself there was a reason, like just because of my faith, I believe that there's a reason why something happens or it doesn't. And just because a door closes, that could be a gift, not necessarily, you know, a failure. And I mean, that's easy that you can go out to a show and you could zero. Like you could literally sit at a show all weekend and not sell one thing. It happens. Actually like be in the hole because you had to pay to actually right. get there. Yeah. See, you know, with event planning, yeah, it's like the hotel, your vehicle, your gas, your food, your, I mean, your everything and your booth fee and all that. And then, yeah, and then you can, so then you're in the hole and you leave feeling just deflated. And it's funny because at the beginning of a show, you're always like excited, like, okay, I'm ready. All the possibilities. And then slowly through the show, if it's a bad show, you just feel like that your inside just slowly sink just a little bit, just a little bit. And you keep trying to keep your good attitude. And normally I'd have like my sister with me or my mom with me, or uh, a few times my husband went with me and, you know, so you try to kind of just make jokes and like have fun with it or whatever and, and be lighthearted and make the best out of it. But so I always just keep that in mind, like, well, yeah, I didn't get into that, that show. And that could have been a $10,000 show or whatever, but you know what? It could have been a zero. And so I was probably just saved from a zero. Yeah. And that's just kind of how I look at it. It's like, so, I mean, any rejection that I get, I just always kind of look at it that way. Like it wasn't for me, probably there would have been something bad that would came out of it or whatever. And so God was just looking out for me. You yep. saved me from it somehow. We're closed and another one's going to open with a better opportunity that's yeah. meant for you to meet somebody or for somebody to see your work and share it. Uh, that's one of the fun things that I did. So one of my last marketing tours was with Mrs. Meyer's Clean Day, the soap company. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So we did a bunch of um, art fairs and then like we traveled across the U.S. and different flower shows and so forth. And that was one of my fun things because like I I felt the energy and I was helping create content for the brands and like help run our event set up and just seeing like the artists and you could, I could see that look of like, maybe it's been a hard weekend. Maybe like traffic hasn't been very good, but I would always make it a point while I was there to like connect with people or if there was really fun pieces like yours from another artist or something else that like struck a chord with the brand, I would always try to share it. And even if it was like, they thought it was a bad weekend, but you never know what's happening behind the scenes of like yeah. somebody else who shares it. And it was like, oh, wow, the brand actually shared my work today and tagged me in it. You know, like different things could help benefit somebody else. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so uh a lot of people wouldn't even think of that. I don't think people realize the gift of sharing. Um, you know, there's so many wonderful things you can do for people that it doesn't cost anything. 
and just you like tagging someone's art and like obviously the brand you're working for is like high profile and I mean everybody knows that brand right and so that's so cool I mean I just I just feel like sometimes people forget about the little things and how big they can be um you know like even those artists were having a bad show but you never know like if somebody posted or shared something that they could get like a commission down the road or you know who knows what and um so you know of course in the art fair world my group of friends we'd always say like well just because this end of the day doesn't mean that there's not something else that's going to come from this show down the road so which was very true i mean people i i had a lady one day email me just not that long ago and she had held on to my postcard from a show and i don't know how many years ago it was like maybe 10 years ago and she was asking about the pieces on this postcard and if i had prints of them and i literally i think the postcard was 10 years old wow i mean just yeah like stuff like that is not uncommon i mean well, that's a little, that's kind of a big one, 10 years, but, but yeah, I mean, it, in fact, there, um, I've had clients from shows like, in fact, just recently, 10 years ago that have started connecting with me again through my art and yeah. So, you know, sometimes I think slow is good. If you lay a good foundation and you're building good relationships with people and your clients, um, you know, it's not all about like fast and, you know, um, going viral and blowing up. Like there's something to say about just, you know, taking your stops each day, one day at a time, um, really caring about what you're doing. Like, you know, when someone buys something, I like writing a, like a letter, like with the package, I like making the package pretty, like just all those kind of stuff like all these little things I think matter to people you know it matters and I noticed this the moment I got the box in the mail those of you watching and listening like Susie sent me a box and I was like we can have coffee out of the same mugs and the unboxing video will be up for those who are listening to this it's going to be up in a day or two before in the post um so you can find it but yeah, like I noticed it from the tape on the outside of the box that you had. <laughs> and I was like, this lady knows packaging. Like I know <laughs> this box. And yeah, it was so bright, so colorful. The everything was shipped perfectly and like tons of bubble wrap and everything. But the elements that you included, like you said, the handwritten notes, the extra stickers, the cards, things like that, like over the top. I was like buying a bunch more stuff. So, oh, you're so sweet. I'm so excited to hear that. I mean, I just, I try to think about like what I, you know, what I would love. And if, you know, obviously like what I do is not a, something that people buy that's a necessity, right? You're buying it because you're treating yourself or treating someone. And so if I were to get something in the mail, like what, how would I want it? Like, what would I want to get? You know, how would I want to receive that? And I don't know, I, I enjoy, I have fun, like 
playing around with like different ideas um, of things that I can do, you know, like the stickers. I had a really good friend that I grew up with and she helped me with some of my sticker designs and ideas. And then she helped me design my tape too. And like, when I got that tape, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, you know, like my boxes are even gonna look pretty, you know? So I don't know, those little things like are fun. So, you know, why, why not do them, you know? Exactly, and it doesn't, I mean, sure, it took probably a couple of days of deciding what you wanted for the image and so forth. But that joy that you see like from yourself putting a great package together and the customer receiving it, it hands down wins. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that that resonated with you because I don't know, it's just something fun that I like to do. And um, I like it to be a surprise, you know, like people don't expect it. And I think that's like, it's fun. It's fun to do. Well, you know that joy that you like feel when you know that your fun Amazon package is coming. Yes. Yeah. It says out for delivery four blocks away. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, that was my boyfriend yesterday. He was like, the external hard drives, it's four blocks away. I gotta make sure I get it in. <laughs> None of these porch pirates are getting it. I was like, nobody's gonna take your stuff. Like, you'll get here when it gets here. But that's the same joy when you bring in one of your packages it's like the coffee mugs are here the artworks here yeah and I always through my website people get a link too so they can check their tracking and so because I know I like to be able to do that like what day is it actually coming like mm-hmm. I do when I order art supplies I'm all over like when is it gonna be here when are my new paints gonna be or my new brushes or right. whatever yeah, it's just, I don't know. And especially because, I don't know, I feel like a lot of, I don't know, a lot of women tend to, I feel like, and in, in I, I shouldn't generalize, but in my circle, there are women that are more so doing things for other people and maybe not necessarily themselves. And so when I feel, and I never know, like, is my, is what they're ordering a gift or is it for themselves? But to me, I'm like, if they're really treating themselves, like they deserve this. And I want them to feel like, feel that joy and feel good about it, you know? Cause I just feel like we end up at the bottom of the list a lot, you know? I mean, I buy my kids new wardrobes, like, you know, of course they're growing, but like, you know, every season they're getting new clothes, new shoes, they need something. I'm on Amazon ordering or like whatever the thing may be and you know we tend to be more selfless and we kind of put ourselves at the bottom <laughs> right it's so. like oh it's okay this shirt only has five sands of paint on it not two. yeah yeah like I mean nobody's gonna see me anyway right <laughs> in my office or you know <laughs> I know yeah I mean I'm I'm the worst about it I do I mean, I do get up in my morning routine. I do get up, I shower every morning, I put makeup on every morning, but that's just something that like makes me feel good to do that. Um, plus I don't have the kind of hair I can just put in a cute, messy bun. Like, <laughs> so I have to actually do my hair every day, unfortunately. But, but yeah, I mean, we have to do things to, you know, 
make ourselves feel good and it's easy to not to forget about it and I feel like there's also a point when we're talking about the self-care and prioritizing yourself like we all have so many different spinning plates going and I posted about this like I was helping out my grandmother and over with her every day like helping out my mom and my sister and like making sure my relationship's going well with my boyfriend and making sure all the plates are going and then at the same time, like, I'm like, where's the time for me? Like, I've got all these plates spinning. Like, when's the crashing plate going to happen? And oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, and it's the same, like, for moms or people who are caregivers or anybody who's got, like, business stuff going, life, and they're trying to juggle everything. You're like, okay, like, where, where's the balance going to happen? Um, and it's so key to, like, take that time for you, even in the times where there's like lots going on. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. I still haven't figured that out yet. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know the whole word balance. Like I, I don't know if there is such a thing, but I think we all in some way try. I think once you start getting on like where you're putting your focus somewhere way too much the next thing you know there's one of those balls that end up dropping um so it's it's making sure you're paying attention to each segment of your life that's important um but yeah I mean I'm exhausted for sure like a lot like I would it I can't wait to get my kids in bed so I can go to bed you know I'm just and I I wake up early. I try to be up between five and five 30 so I can actually get time alone to paint. So for me, my work is, is alone time. Like that is something that is for me. So it's kind of like doing two things at once. Like it's my, it's my job. It's my work, but it is my love. So to me, like just creating and having that time to, to dedicate to towards my business is something that I am doing for me. But um, as far as like, I don't know, like when people say self-care, like, I don't know what that exactly means as far as like, I don't know. I know some women get their nails done or they go get their hair blow dried or I don't know, like those things I definitely don't do. I, and then since COVID, like, I mean, the coffee, you know, meetups with your friends, they, they just came to an end. And honestly, none of that has picked up like, and I, right now my plate is so full. I don't even have that social time. Like I, I don't even know when I fit in a coffee date. I, I mean, yeah, I know you gotta, I guess you gotta make the time, I guess, but I just, it's hard finding it. I, I don't know. <laughs> If somebody's figured out the secret to that, then let me know. <laughs> I haven't figured it out uh, for sure. There's a bunch of us who are out there trying to figure it out. But I feel like at those moments, like, sure, not everybody wants to go get a manicure or their hair done all the time. I'm definitely the person, like my mom was asking me like, oh, do you want to go get manicures done? And I'm like, mom, I'm lifting heavy things a lot. Like I'm playing outside. I go for runs. Like what? Like I haven't gotten manicures done since 
like years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I work with my hands, so I don't have pretty, pretty hands at all. Yeah. (laughs) Either like helping out doing woodworking projects or some random hobby and then running or working out in the garden. I was like, why would I spend $50 to get my nails done to get dirt in them and have them all chipped in two days? Like that's not where self-care is. But for me, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to get a workout in today or or do something like that. Or as long as I have some time for myself doing whatever I want to do, like that's where it is. And then for you, it's like having alone time in the studio to create. Yeah. But you'll see even like my TikTok videos, there's a lot of times that little people make an entrance in the middle of one of my time-lapse paintings. <laughs> like they just walk in and I'm like, oh, go find your dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, just not right now. Like I love you, but not right now. I mean, I do like, like my kids sometimes do hang out with me. Like if I'm doing my ceramics, it's easier. I sit at this table I'm sitting at right now and um, my girls will come you know, on different times and like try to help me do things or, and I think making them a part of the creative process is super cool. And I, I give them that if they're interested, I definitely never push them into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I used to, I think getting outside is a great thing. Like I used to, when COVID first hit last year, my husband would work kind of late and it was the second he got home, I go, okay, bye. I'm leaving. And I just go and I'd walk and I put a podcast in my ear or an audiobook. Um, some things that just were really spoke good to me, like peaceful things to listen to. And I just walk. I wasn't concerned about fitness. I wasn't concerned about, I was just out to breathe fresh air and to be alone. And uh, yeah, that was, that was very valuable. Now it's been cold. So, I mean, we just had snow two days ago here. Yeah. It was it, weird. I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> I was in Indiana. Everybody's like, we got so much snow. And I'm like, eh, it was a little cooler here, but it's still warm. Since yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm glad I missed the snow for a day. Yeah. But it will warm up. It will warm up. I'm, it's coming. Yeah. And it'll be too hot before we know it. Because <laughs> that's just that's just the Midwest, you know. You get the the cold of the cold, and you get the hot of the hot. Sorry, my dog is barking. If you can hear her. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> so, I love dogs. So, how has it been since we're talking more about like the kids and involving your children into the process and into your business? Have you started? I'm not for sure how old they are, but like, have you started having them like? help you package items and sort of get the feel of it? Yeah. So, well, my three-year-old, no. Um, So my youngest is three and um, he's with me during the day. So um, he's just, you know, sometimes he'll hang out while I work, but most of the time I just spend my time with him and try to be present with him when I'm with him. Now my other two are girls. Um, I have a seven-year-old and an almost 11-year-old. So um, the seven-year-old is very, um, very interested in helping and she likes me. (laughs) I think she likes me. She likes hanging out with me. So she spends the most time with me, 
So she'll do things like, um, like mugs after they're fired um, or any ceramics, they have to be sanded. So she'll like help me do that. Um, and ceramic pieces need to be washed. My older one the other day, she washed them for me. She was doing that. Um, I, when I got like an order of cards in the mail, they like packaged them for me. So they did, they put the envelopes with them and put them in the clear envelopes for me. Um, so yeah, they, um, they do little things, but unfortunately when you're artists, it's hard because there's so much that has to be done by you. Um, so I try to outsource whether it's help from my kids or um, I have my husband put all the hangers on my paintings because um, I hate doing it. It's just something that I know he can just do quick and I'm just here, you do that. Um, so, so yeah, I, you know, and my mom is really instrumental in helping me too. Um, like when I do my ornaments, she'll cut like all my ribbons for me. Nice. Um, yeah. And she used to travel with me when I was doing fairs. So she was, she was awesome. She was like, she was hardcore. My mom is like no wimp. She's like, she's always up for it. Let's do it. And I mean, she, she worked so hard with me through all those years that I was doing fairs, her and my sister. So, um, it takes a, it, it definitely takes like a tribe of people <laughs> to be an artist. Even if I was going to do a local show, um, there's some great fairs here in Kansas city. And even just to do that, I mean, to have somebody taking care of the kids. I have to have somebody helping me with my setup. I have to have somebody help me take down my setup because it's so physical. I mean, it's a lot of work. Well, and then during the show, I have to have somebody there to help me out because the shows are really busy and a lot of people want to talk to you. So you need to have someone that can kind of help, help with customer service type stuff too. So yeah, it's, it's a lie. <laughs> so it, it's so it's good for me right now that I can do so like my business really is so much online now and through just relationships that I've built, which is, um, honestly, it works great for me. Um, I do miss seeing some people. I know you were talking about your people person. You yeah. love meeting people. I do too. I certainly do. Um, but I always just think, well, maybe it's just a different time in my life that I might, I might do in-person shows again. But for now, like, you know, three kids and my youngest is three and a half. And um, I don't know, it's, you know, they're not going to be this little forever. Yeah. So I embrace my time with them and try to be the best present mom that I can be. And uh, so I don't look back with regrets that, I mean, work will always be here. And I'll always figure out a way to create because um, it's just such a big piece of me. I mean, it's just the gift I was born with, you know, um, but, you know, I, I, I'm not, there's seasons, you know, and, you know, right now it's like, this season is like nuts, um, but I love it. Like I, you know, I can't imagine doing anything else can't imagine not having my kids I can't imagine not making art so I just have to find that balance as we were talking about 
whether that really exists or it'll not. Come. It'll definitely come. And what I was asking you about like involving the kids is my parents had businesses when I was younger. And it was always a joke because my mom at the time travel agencies were like at its height, it was before the era of Expedia and Priceline had their mm-hmm. big stuff. And I remember when I was in like middle school, high school, my mom had a storefront for the travel agency and I would stock so many travel brochures and then she would catch me because I'm like looking through these magazines of Hawaii and all this stuff and I knew she got discounts or it helps a customer book a trip or all this stuff and plan out these extravagant vacations for people and honeymoons and like, oh, well, you should go here. Oh, you want to go to St. Lucia? Check this out. Um, and then I was like, so when are we taking these trips? Like, I want to go to Hawaii. Like, I want to go. Right? To and she's like, we sell the trips. You'll get your chance to travel soon enough. <laughs> and at the time, I was like so mad. I was like, get the chance to travel. Like, I have the chance to travel. <laughs> like, like, right now, let's go let's go like you've got the discounts um but it was definitely one of those like life learning moments and little did I know that you know a few years out of high school like graduated college and then I was moving abroad and that's when the travel started to happen and then I ended up traveling non-stop for years and it's just funny how those moments like all come back full circle and that is funny yeah but I'm so grateful for that time. Like even at, I used to get my mom and be like, this is slave labor. I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> I pay for your food. I pay for your gas. You have extra money to hang out with friends. It's all the same. <laughs> and, and so, but yeah, there were moments like that. But then looking back, I'm like, this was such a blessing. Like everything that I learned that I can apply to my own business today and so forth. Yeah. And that's so funny that you ended up traveling and that was such a big chunk of your life. So was it all you hoped it would be? Like, did you love, did you love to travel? Because I think sometimes to say, I want to travel can sound more glorious than it can be. Like sometimes like you're like, oh, this sounds great. And then you're like, oh, maybe not. Um, definitely were times like that, but I feel like those were more so at the burnout stages because it wasn't like travel for fun. It was Mm -hmm. a travel for fun plus travel for work. So definitely there were those times where you're like, why do I, why am I going back to Wisconsin again? There was one year, so many events in Wisconsin and Chicago that some of my close friends, who were on a couple of those projects with me where they were like, Bobby, Wisconsin's your new home. And I was like, I don't want to be home, guy. <laughs> and they're like, can we buy you this shirt that had, you know, the state shirts in yeah. Wisconsin and it said home. And I was like, please don't buy that for me. That's <laughs> funny. Well, you know, I did go to Madison to do a show and I thought Madison was a great town. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. There's some places that you're, you know, are a little lackluster. (laughs) Well, I mean, I was just up there so much that it just turned into like, everybody else was 
in the industry, you know, everybody's going all different ways in different cities. Yeah. Some people are like, oh, I'm in LA today, or oh, I'm going to the beach on my day off. And then they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, mm, sitting in Wisconsin again. <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, but no, the travel life, it's definitely has so many blessings, like from a perspective of like travel for fun and traveling for work. Like the people that I met definitely made the trips. And, yeah. and this is like, even when I was traveling for fun, I, like I told you, and I've told on this podcast before, like I meet people all the time, whether it's sitting at a restaurant, if I'm eating by myself at the bar or at the coffee shop and learning the lay of the land. And, you know, I have a way with meeting people and that definitely helps the trips. That definitely helps the travel. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't change it any other way. Would I go back to doing 100% travel life? Mm, probably not. But having yeah. a balance in the mix of being like, oh, I want to go to Mexico tomorrow. Okay, well, let's see if we can make it work. Or, oh, there's right. air miles there for it. Let's go. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think, you know, some things are good for a period in your life and then you do it and you had fun with it and then you move on to the next thing and there's something else great waiting for you. And, you know, um, you know, so you have that phase in your life and then who knows, like maybe one day you'll do more fun traveling and <laughs> not Wisconsin. <laughs> right. And have a whole lot of work travel. Uh, yeah. yeah, it all works out. Like I went on, it's funny because like after you do like the event work and you're on the go doing 70 hour weeks for months on end, you hit this burnout phase. And so I ended up taking a six month sabbatical where all we did was travel. Um, and oh. at the end of it, I was like, I'm so tired. Like, when is the break? Like, you're like, now I need a break from my break. <laughs> it was good. We were seeing friends and family and just traveling for fun too. But it was like, oh, like I'm ready for a house, like a kitchen. Like, what is this life? Um, and yeah. it, so, yeah. Yeah, not living out of a suitcase and yeah, having your own bed at night. And yeah, it's funny. I used to be a night person and then just because of, the transition in my life. Like I used to be pretty productive at night and I would create at night and now I'm the opposite. Now I, it's the morning and I wouldn't ever say I'm a morning person, but I've evolved to become more of a morning person. And at night I'm just, I'm ready to go to bed early. Like we don't, my husband and I, we're not, we don't stay out late. We like our idea of a nice evening is just the kids in bed and we and we hang out and maybe watch something on Netflix, you know, for a little bit before we see who falls asleep first, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm game over. I'm that old person. I'm in bed early. And yeah, I am too. I am so I am. Yeah, like, yeah, but I'm okay with it. Like, I, you know, I, I like our, I love our life. Should I say, I don't like our life. I do love our life. You know, is it perfect? No, but nobody's life is. And, um, whenever I get overwhelmed, I just start counting my blessings, you know, like 
I've been up there a lot, like with my kids and just getting my kids into the world. And um, I just look at them now and I'm just like, gosh, I'm just so blessed, like truly. Um, you know, I mean, there's things that I always wanted in my life, but now I do have like, and I don't ever want to take those gifts for granted, you know? So it's easy to, you know, sometimes you're just tired and worn out and, uh, and, you know, um, and the daily grind, I think are the tough days, you know, just the daily routine. Sometimes we all get in that grind and maybe we just kind of get worn out. But if you stop, you take a moment, I think for yourself, I do love like, uh, doing like prayer and meditation and things like that, where I can just try to calm my mind and really focus and, and, uh, just focusing on like how amazing life is, like how many beautiful gifts that I do have. And, um, you know, despite all my mistakes and, you know, everything, um, you know, I'm just very fortunate. So, you know, the good outweighs the, the bad, you know, on any given day. Any yeah. day. And when you can take that time, even if it's a couple seconds or minutes and just say like, I am grateful for this. And I have this today. Like I woke up today and everybody in my circle is still alive that I care about, or yeah. I got outside and I saw the sunshine or, you know, I laughed today. Those little things matter. And the more grateful that you are from it, I feel like more blessings can come into your life that you'll realize. And it's true. Even a little faster. It's like the cup that like keeps overflowing. Like it'll just keep pouring in and pouring in. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's like, I just think of my kids, like they have that, that book that's like, it's about your bucket being full. And sometimes at the end of the day, I'll look at my husband and be like, I feel like my bucket is so empty right now. Like, I'm just like, I have nothing left to give. But then like, if you do start counting those blessings, it's like, you're filling your own bucket back up. Like, yeah, it was a tough day. And, but you know what? I did it. I got through the day. I, I freaking did some things. Like I accomplished some great things today. Like, I don't know. How, some days I look at my day and I'm like, I don't know how I did everything I did. Not like patting myself on the back, but just, there was a lot going on and somehow we made it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, just, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a spiritual person. I'm a believer. So some days I just, I don't even know what to say, but I just feel like God knows what's in my heart. Mm -hmm. And I just lay there and I'm just like, God, just, just feel, just feel what I'm feeling. I know, you know what I'm feeling. I don't even have words for it, you know, and it brings me peace. Like, so yeah. So I guess that's what fills my bucket back up. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I'm the same way. Like you just pray and like take all the worry away, you know, and like have that peace. Cause a lot of times it's the outside worry, like playing on your minds and the fear creeping in, you know, like just fill my life with more love, like focus on the love and it'll outweigh all the fear. 
Yeah, for sure. And just having faith that knowing that God knows better than I do. So even and the hard things, like I'm being prepared for something, you know, like even if it's tough now, like I'm learning a hard lesson maybe or going through something, but in the end, it's better for me somehow, but I might not have the understanding. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's the serenity prayer. Like, you know, just help me Lord to understand like the things that can change and the things that I can't and just give me the peace to be okay with that. Like, um, and, uh, I think that helps because it takes it off of your shoulders. Like you're giving it away. Like this is not on me. You know, this is, I'm giving this to you and just help me to give me some guidance and I'll just, I'm here with you. Like, get me through this. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Preach it. (laughs) I'm on the same wavelength. Susie, what's some of the new, like, what's one thing that you're looking forward to coming up? Oh gosh. What am I looking forward to? Um, so so because I got into working with in ceramics right now, I'm playing around with all kinds of different shapes and vessels and things. Um, I've gotten a lot of requests for some fun, like things to, to create on. So that I'm excited about. I've kind of branched out from like mugs to like planters and bases, um, different drinkware. Um, I had a crate. This is funny. I had a crazy overwhelming request for dog bowls. People want me to dog bowls and we have a new puppy. So it's kind of funny, but yeah, I had this overwhelming, like people saying paint dog bowls. So anyway, who knows? I'll, you know, who knows what's going to come in the ceramic realm. And then I have a whole new body of oil paintings that I'm working on. That's really being informed a lot by the ceramic pieces. Um, so I'm excited. I'm trying some new things with those. Um, I always have commission paintings going, which is a great way for me to, I see it as collaboration really. Um, so I've got that going on. And then, um, I also paint, which I haven't talked about. I paint on, um, silk and, um, and I have a designer in California that makes them into clutches and I haven't had a collection release in a while because of COVID, my designer, she's had a lot going on, but, um, I'm looking forward, hopefully this year to have another, uh, release of clutches too. So, so that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of like my media. And then I even, um, I'm, I bought a kiln, so that's exciting. Um, ceramics. I know. Yeah. I'm so excited, but because of COVID, I won't have it till like June or July. So I still have to use uh, a local ceramic studio, um, to, box up my stuff, take it there to fire and then pick it back up again, which is a logistical uh, pain, but it is what it is for right now. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what's on my plate. And then summer, summer's around the corner. So yes, time outside, hanging out with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest blessings for you over the past year. Hmm. Gosh, um, I think just truly, um, feeling creatively, um, inspired and excited. I have this like childlike 
passion in me, just like when you're a kid and you just get a new box of crayons. Like I've had that feeling um, working with the ceramics and my oils again. Um, I, I've taken some time um, where I've backed off from my work a little bit, never completely stopped. But when my son was born, we had a lot of complications and um, whole other story, but um, I had to back away a little bit. And so now I'm just really just having so much fun. Um, and I just think that that's one of the biggest blessings is that I think I backed away and I was obedient when I needed to be. And now I feel like I'm being led right now. And um, it excites me because um, I don't know, I think God's got some good things in store. And I just hope that I can fulfill a purpose that's bigger than myself through that. Um, so, yeah. And I want to correct that statement. God's not only got good things in store for you. He has great things in store for you. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Great, I just, great things are happening for you. Thank you. Well, meeting you and this uh, conversation has been wonderful. It's uh, like we were talking. I mean, like this, this is the best, next best thing to actually meeting in person. And it's so great to... Um, be able to speak to another woman, um, another human um, exactly. about just, you know, our hearts and like life. And um, it's, it's amazing to connect with people. And uh, I feel very blessed that you found me and reached out to me and, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like we things like it. this happen in an unexpected way. You don't expect them. And then you get this gift in return. And uh, so I want to thank you for that. Oh, and thank you for coming on the show. Before we end this, where can people find out more information about you, social media, website, and so forth? Um, basically, my website's probably the best place to go, which is suzeford.com. And uh, I'm most active on Instagram and TikTok now, I'm having some fun on TikTok. So um, just two different platforms. And um, just, you know, everybody has their own sort of I think social media place that they enjoy the most. So find me on either one of those and yeah. And whether you are listening to this or watching this, you can find all the ways to connect with Suze um, below in the notes, in the caption notes for it. So you can find all the links to find her amazing work, just like these beautiful ceramic mugs. <laughs> That are my new favorite. So you guys are going to be seeing these in lots more episodes on here. I thank you again, Suze, for joining us and sharing about life and the art worlds and trying to have this balancing act through it all. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I think you helped me. <laughs> so I appreciate your There time. we go. It's a win-win <laughs> for all of us. Right. <laughs> everybody who is listening and watching this today I just want to leave you with this take five minutes at least out of the day for you find some time do what you love have that self-care moment have those moments of gratitude and you will be so much better off and this has been another episode of coffee with Bobby and today's guest sued Ford thank you so much